this afternoon. A quick football update for you. Uh, it is 3-1 in that match between Platinum Stars and Bidvest Vitz. Let's just find out quickly from Mo Ali. We'll be chatting to Dr. Ross Taki in a moment. Just want to see how things are progressing there. Three goals now for Platinum Stars, Mo. Three goals indeed for Platinum Stars. 19 minutes to go and the man to get the third was Sipilele Mtembo. Lovely layoff by Enrico Bortis, but poor play by Tenashi Nengo Masha. Trying to be a bit too fancy inside the penalty area and then tripping over the ball and allowing Mtembo to cash in and he side-footed the ball past Munir Josephs into the back of the net. A very experienced campaigner, Tinashi Ngomasha, had eight seasons with uh, Kaiser Chiefs into his second season with Bidvest University and uh, really unforgivable to commit that kind of error inside your own penalty. You've just got to hoof it away and allowed Ntembo to uh, side-foot the ball past Munir Josephs. So with 19 minutes to go, coming from a goal down, Platinum Stars now lead Bidvest University by uh, three goals to one. Ntembo getting to Mohokalodi Ngele getting the other after Vitz had taken the lead through Ryan Chapman three minutes into the second half. So, 18 minutes to go. It's Platinum Stars 3, but best Vitz 1. Thank you, Mo Ali. Uh, looking at athletics, we chatted to Johan Krunier here on SAFM Sports Special yesterday. South Africa's lone medal winner from the IAAF World Championships. Uh, and that, a bronze in the 1500 metres for men. Uh, a particularly disappointing uh, performance from Team South Africa. Uh, if you look at past performances at international competitions. And uh, it's a pleasure to welcome onto the show Dr. Ross Tucker, a senior lecturer with the University of Cape Town's Exercise, Science and Sports Medicine Department, to chat a little bit about. Team South Africa's performance. Uh, Ross, welcome onto the show. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Yeah, sure. Good to chat to you. Thanks very much for having me. Ross, disappointing to say the least. Uh, one medal? Yeah, dis- disappointing, but maybe not totally expected. I, I don't know that we would have gone into Moscow with great hopes of winning four or five medals. We have had previous world championships fairly recently where we haven't won a single one, so I suppose those who are searching for optimism would say that one is, is better than, say, in 2007. But I think that there are very concerning signs, and, and the, the results in Moscow kind of confirmed that athletics is not in a healthy space at the moment in this country, mostly because it was, it was predictable. I mean, we went into Moscow hoping for the best, but really, if you go into athletics or, or any international sports competition just hoping, then you are going to come up short. And, and we figure out exactly how to prepare specifically and how to support the athletes we'll always be helping uh, it's, it's frustrating to say the least Ross if you wouldn't mind just holding for one second there has been another goal in Rustenburg Moali Platinum Stars running away with it now absolutely running away with it and uh, really uh, virtually booking themselves a place in the uh, final of uh, the MTNH it's uh, 4-1 now with uh, 16 minutes to go Enrico Buertis the Namibian international getting uh, the fourth for Platinum Stars and uh, lovely play down the left-hand side by uh, Vuyo Mere putting through uh, Enrico Bortis and the big Namibian sliding the ball under Munir Josephs to make it uh, 4-1 and it's going to be very, very difficult now for Gavin Hunt's side to come back in the second leg even though they will be playing at home on the 24th of September. So with the 15 minutes to go, it's Platinum Stars 4, 
Bidvestwitz 1. Yeah, a mountain to climb there for Bidvestwitz. Uh, we're chatting to Dr. Ross Tucker from the University of Cape Town's Exercise, Science uh, and Sports Medicine Department. Uh, Ross, you were just saying that the state of athletics in South Africa is not in a good place at the moment. Uh, what's going on? There's, there's obviously lots from an administration side, ASA and SASCOC, that's going on behind the scenes, and it's really affecting the athletes, isn't it? Yeah, it does, and, and that's the recent stuff, right? Because if we cast our minds back a decade, there have been issues with Athletics South Africa, and racism came to a head in 2009 around Castor Semenya in Berlin, and it was revealed how that had been managed, and that was symptomatic of mismanagement in other areas, and the finances were a problem, and and all those things have a cumulative effect. And for me, always, it's in these these are complex situations, but there's a really simple question. It's Imagine we could get in a time machine and go back 10 years. The athletes who we should have had competing for us and winning medals in 2013 Moscow, 10 years ago were 15 or 16 years old, doing hopefully athletics somewhere in this country. The question back then would have been, where are those athletes? Who's coaching them? What are they doing? What is Athletics South Africa doing to help that athlete get from being a good 16-year-old to being a world-class 26-year-old. That's the fundamental sports question. And if we don't know the answers to those questions, who's the coach, where are they competing, how are they training, when are they doing it, then again, we'll always be hoping for the best. And, and so we have not just been let down by the 2013 system. It's easy to talk about the political infighting and the elections at South African athletics and so forth and, and the things that have happened this year. The problems date back many, many years, generations even. And so today's problem is not solved with today's issues. It's solved with issues that were created many years before, and that's unfortunately the situation we sit with today. Ross, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it is a, a sort of a cumulative problem that's, that has. It's come through the years and it compounds. It's one small thing uh, and then it's the next small thing and it just adds up and, and, and we're sitting in a position here today in 2013 where we have only won that one medal and, and truthfully we should be winning more. If you look at the performance this year at, at the Games, uh, I mean only six athletes made it through to their respective finals. There were 25 who competed. Out of those 25 only 11 Oh, sorry, apologies, 11 of them didn't make it through the first round of the competition. Those 11 that didn't make it through to the first round of the competition, and, and I want to ask you this question because we chatted to Johan Krenier yesterday uh, just about selection and, and getting chosen to go to these big events, and he was saying that he's never been to a Commonwealth Games, and it's selection issues. And those 11 that didn't make it through the first round, should they be at a world championship? Well, athletics is a little bit different to, say, uh, a selection sport like rugby or football, hockey, netball, because entry into these events is, is determined purely on the basis of time. There's, in theory, no subjective decision. If you meet a certain time target, you go. If you meet a certain distance target, you go. And so what, what you have to ask is, in those 11 athletes who didn't make it through the first round, despite being qualified, because... Whether it's a javelin thrower, a 100-meter runner, a 800-meter runner, whatever they are, they have at some stage in the last 6 to 12 months shown themselves to be good enough to qualify. But they couldn't produce that form when it counted. Why not? Because then we need to ask questions about how the athletes are being prepared for the competition. So it comes back again to understanding why are we failing. Is it a function of not having the athletes? The answer is no. Because if you can qualify 25 athletes, 
then it means that you have got a fairly robust system. Obviously, I would love to have us qualify 50 athletes, but we get 25. Those 25 managed correctly, given the right exposure to competition, the best coaching, the best medical, scientific support, I've got no doubt that those athletes would be better than they performed in Moscow. And that's the system that's letting them down. So aside from selection, we need to say, if our athletes are good enough to be selected on the basis of time, how are we helping them to fulfill their potential when it matters? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And, and just on that selection thing, I just want to make a point. One of the things that Johan said yesterday, and, and you were saying that, that those 11 that didn't make it to the first round have, have made the qualification criteria to get to the event. A guy like Johan Cronier has qualified for the Commonwealth Games. He ran the time, but he wasn't selected. And, and right. what Johan was saying yesterday is that if, if you can produce athletes that can get into a final, once they're in that final, anything can happen. And, and I asked him, I said, are you going to the Commonwealth Games next year? And he said, I don't know. Surely a guy like Johan Cronier, and yes, granted he's not a youngster anymore, he's 31 years old, surely a guy like that should know a year from now whether he's going to Commonwealth Games or not. Yeah, you know, while we're speaking about Johan Cronier, I remember when I was still at school, so now we're going way back here, uh, we're going back 15 years. I remember hearing the name Johan Krenja. I remember people in the sport say, this is a guy to watch. Keep an eye on him because he has amazing potential. This is a man, or at that stage, a boy, who would one day break records and represent South African World Championship uh, competitions, maybe even medal. The, the problem is, he's exactly the example that I'm speaking about, is that 15 years ago, he was there. What support was he given in order to achieve the success that he has? Or has he done it by himself? Has he succeeded despite the system? Or has he succeeded because of it? And part of that system is the competition structures. If an athlete like that is identified by experts, coaches, people who know the sport, as being a future medalist and a future champion, then how can you allow that person to not stay in your system with support for the next 10 years? And that, from the signs of what you're saying, is exactly what's happened. How many others are there who, as much as Johan Quinn, have shown early potential, but they got injured and all of a sudden they're out of sight, out of mind. They didn't have a good year when they were 21. They didn't get picked. They suddenly disappeared from the map. We waste so much talent because we don't invest in expertise to spot and nurture and manage this kind of talent. He succeeded eventually at 31 because stuck at it. He had probably good coaching and the right circumstances. But imagine for every Ancunier, there could be 15 athletes who'd, who'd fell away precisely because of that poor management. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And, and just looking ahead to the future, our sports minister, Fikilian Balula, uh, this week was, was talking about the effect that uh, the pressure that SASCOC is under uh, from the international bodies with everything that's going on from an administration purpose. If, if you just bear for me a second, this is what, what the sports minister had to say about uh, how it's going to affect Team South Africa with regards to Rio. Athletics team has to do the way it does because it's reflective of our situation here at home. Uh, athletics brought many medals in the past year to us, but up to this point there is no agenda. Uh, the board is in Tatsas, there is an infighting. IWAF has put us on ice, SASCOM can't function. Um, so uh, there is no agenda really that brings us together to focus on this question of developing our athletes and supporting them going into the future. This one model is a, is a warning. This one medal is a warning that in Rio it will be worse. 
Yeah, that's our sports minister. That's what he had to say on the issue. Ross, it's basically saying exactly what, what you've been saying. we obviously knocking the system and what's been happening, but the big question is it's all good and well complaining that we're not bringing our medals. How do we fix it? Yeah, look, that's a complex solution. But again, if, if you could distill it down to one thing, it's, it's investing in, in what I would call intellectual capital. It's to say that there are people in this country, whether they are coaches or managers, uh, business people, administrators, who have the right expertise and also the right incentives. Those are the people that need to be placed in positions of authority. Because when the athlete starts to pay the price for political infighting and squabbles around constitutions and elections, then the people who are in charge have to look very hard at themselves and say, are we genuinely incentivized for the performance of the athlete? Because if you if you are running a sport, whether it's athletics or any other sport, your only objective is to help the athlete perform better, whether it's to make a boat go faster or a biker quicker or an athlete jump further or throw longer. That's your job. And it seems to me at the moment we don't have the necessary people in the right positions. Now, that is something that you know, it's, it's a catch-22 because who changes that? Is it the person themselves? Is it someone from outside? I don't know. But the answer will be, if we successfully turn it around, we will be able to one day look back and say, what changed was that we finally started to invest in the best people. And if I can give you the, the analogy that many of the listeners will be able to relate to, is that in this past week we've seen the launch of a new news channel on, on satellite television. And we've seen mistakes get made. And we've shaken our heads and we've said, how is it possible that professional people can make such bad mistakes and appear so incompetent? Well, the answer is because they're not professional people and they're untrained and underprepared for what they're doing. The same is true for sports. And until you put the best people into those important positions, whether it's reading the news or teleprompting or managing or making decisions or sports, you will always be struggling with the same situation. So we need to find the best people and just get out the way and let the best people direct us to where we need to go to. That's what the solution is. Getting that right is a political, personality-driven issue, which, unfortunately, I also don't hold out too much, too much confidence for at the moment. But I'm hopeful that we will one day be able to get that right. Ross Tucker, I couldn't agree with you more. South African sports, uh, over the years, we've produced some world-class athletes, and, and we definitely not where we should be. Uh, and yeah, a performance like Johan Kroenir's last weekend at the Worlds uh, showed us what is possible, and, and hopefully the powers that be do pull themselves towards themselves and, and get the act together and, and focus on exactly, like you said, the athletes, because that's what it is all about and, uh, when it comes to producing uh, world-class athletes across all sports, not just athletics. And, and I think that, that uh, is, is something that's come out of what you're saying too, is it's not just uh, ASA and SASCOC uh, where these issues lie. It's, it's all sporting bodies that, uh, and if you look at the sporting bodies that are performing well, it's the ones that are, are well managed by people who have the athletes' best interests at heart. Exactly, and it's a question there about not just putting those people there by elections and as much as the democracy and democratic processes matter, but where is the accountability? If you were in charge of a company that underperformed as much as South African sport does, you wouldn't survive in your job. And, and we don't, unfortunately, it seems, create the necessary accountability and give the people in charge the necessary power and responsibility to deliver. And so that's the fundamental issue is that we should be accountable for results. And when those don't happen, then we must change the system. That never happens, so we keep having this conversation. 
Uh, I, I'm not sure who said the quote, but if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results, I think they call that insanity, if I'm correct. Ross Tucker, thank you so much for joining us on SAFM Sports Special this afternoon. Pleasure to chat to you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, let me know what, what you, you take, uh, your take on, on this whole ASA Sascock issue is and how it's affecting the athletes uh, and, and what Dr. Ross Tucker had to say as well. You can pop us an SMS 34701. Those SMSs aren't charged at 2 Rand. You can also tweet us at SAFMSS. And so, yeah, you can uh, post your comments to our Facebook book, uh, Facebook page as well. SAFM Sports Special is where you can find us on the big blue book.